Welcome to Joyful Eating. I'm your host, Jules Clancy, a former food scientist and winemaker turned cookbook author and health coach. I've discovered a simple way to have a joyful relationship with food without sacrificing pleasure or my waistline, and I can help you get there too. Listen on to find out how. Hello, hello, it's Jules here and welcome to episode 15 of the Joyful Eating Podcast. So today we're going to be talking about plan B meals. Uh, So first I'll just share a bit about the story behind how I came up with this concept and then we'll talk about why plan B meals, like why you want to care about them. Then we'll talk about exactly what they are and I'll share some of my favorite examples of plan B meals and then we'll finish off with a key takeaway so you'll know exactly how you can apply this concept to your life and get all the benefits of delicious plan B meals. So it's just something that I've naturally always done. I think it's something I learned from my mom. Like she always, because we lived in the country and so you couldn't just rock down to the store. The mom usually only shopped like once a week. But it's something for me that's evolved over the years, particularly as my eating style has changed and my nutritional requirements have changed. Like the types of plan B meals I'm actually have in the house are different. And one thing I noticed like with my meal planning students, the ones that got the best results were the ones that had like some sort of good backup. So years ago, I actually wrote a cookbook for them as a bonus of pantry recipes. There's something about that name of pantry recipes just that Although it sounds comforting, it also doesn't sound that inspiring. So I was trying to think the other day about, you know, what could I call it instead? And I came up with a new name of Emergency Meals and I ran that by my Irish friend. And he, I was like, so what would you, uh, if I say Emergency Meals, what would you think? And he was like, yeah, it sounds like something that you'd have, like that you'd eat if you're in an ambulance. And I was like, mm, okay, maybe not Emergency Meals. And that's when I came up with the idea of Plan B Meals. So I actually didn't run it past him. I wonder what he would say about Plan B meals. Anyway, uh, we're not going to find out today. So let's talk about why we want to have Plan B meals. And basically, as you are very well aware, given the the whole global pandemic thing, your life is really unpredictable. And even before we had random global pandemics, there's always stuff that comes up. And the thing is that Plan B meals give you like meal planning insurance so that it just makes it easy to make healthy choices when your plans change. Because it's not a matter of if your plans are going to change, they're definitely going to change. So it just makes it easy for you to make healthy choices. And the other reason I think it's really important Plan B meals are really important is it just helps you reduce waste. So you can have you know your meal plan. And if you've got some plan B meals, then it doesn't matter if you don't get to make them that week or the week after or the week after that, because you you know, you know these ingredients are going to last for you know a few weeks or months kind of thing. So that's why we want to have plan B, B meals. It just takes the pressure off and it just makes it more easy for you. So what exactly are plan B meals? So essentially, I just think about it as there are any meals that you can make completely that use ingredients that are going to last for at least a month or longer. So you might not know them as pantry meals, but it goes way beyond just you know the pantry or your, your store cupboard. And it includes you know, ingredients that you can store in the freezer, which is an amazing, you know, things last for years in there uh, and things that, that can be stored in the fridge as well as the pantry. 
And generally, I think of plan B meals as easy. Like for me, six ingredients or less, so they're simple, but also fairly quick. Because usually if your plans are changing, you're not generally going to have a couple of hours to spend cooking dinner. So things that you can generally prepare in like 15 minutes or so, 20 minutes maybe, maybe half an hour max, is a, that's kind of part of what these plan B meals are. So it's something that if you're you know, short on time and your plans have changed and you don't have a lot of energy, there's easy meals that you can make that are still going to be like really nourishing and also taste really good too. So some of my, some examples of my favorite current plan B meals, which it changes all the time, depending on you know what recipes I'm working on, but I've recently developed these uh, plan B spinach and eggs. And basically it's just frozen spinach that you do frost. Either you could do it in the microwave if you have a microwave, or I just pour boiling water over over the frozen spinach and just scramble eggs and this frozen spinach together with some butter or olive oil. And then, yeah, just, I love it. It's just like, it's like this bowl of green comforting goodness. Um, kind of like, you know, you that feeling that you get from risotto, but without all the carbs. And it's, so it's really, really good. And it, it's one of those like base meals that you can then flavor in any way you want. Like you could throw some olives in. If you love olives, you can I often put cheese with it, so shaved parmesan or some feta, groats cheese. Like you can kind of take it in any direction you like, or you know some walnuts if you like, like nuts to give it some crunch. So that's one of my favorites. Another one that I've developed recently is called green bean niçoise salad. So it's inspired by that you know southern French salad of like canned tuna or tuna, yeah tuna, olives, sun dried tomatoes and green beans. So the classic Niswise often has potatoes, but I just use like frozen green beans. And if you haven't tried frozen green beans in a long time, I actually hadn't either. And then one of my meal planning students mentioned that, um, Mark mentioned that he had used some in, actually he gave me the idea for this dish. He actually used, used some in a dish like this with the tuna and olives. And uh, he was like, yeah, freezing technology's come a long, long way. So I was like, right. So I bought a couple of packets of green beans. And the, if you get the baby ones, like they're actually like really delicious and you'd never know they were frozen and they don't have any of those like, I don't know, I still have some childhood frozen green bean scars, but they, these are really delicious. And so, yeah, that's a, that's a second example. Another one I love, I've got the f- recipe for spinach and feta burgers. So that's using frozen spinach and feta and eggs and or almond meal as well. And they're just really easy and then serve them with some mayonnaise or a mixture of mayonnaise and yogurt. Uh, another favorite is broccoli bowls using frozen broccoli and usually use like, serve them with bacon and parmesan, like something to make it a bit more substantial. Another favorite is my almond pizza, which is kind of like a, an almond, uh, almond frittata actually, but you put pizza toppings on it and bake it in the oven and and the base itself is so easy. It's just like almond meal and eggs and some water and some salt. So that provides like this bland pizza base essentially. And then you can flavor it in any way you like. And then my other favorite, so a lot of eggs featuring the in here, but it's such a good source of protein. Another favorite, and I pretty much have this for lunch every Saturday. It's like, I, I love it. It's just like a plain omelet with either two or three eggs, depending on how hungry I am. And then I serve it with cheese and pickles and some sauerkraut. So really like I change up the chiclet cheese and change up the type of pickles all the time, but it's just like really, really yummy. So they're my plan B meals. And actually I'll talk about some of my favorite plan B ingredients. So 
frozen vegetables have to be up there. So I always have broccoli, frozen spinach, sometimes frozen kale, now green beans and peas. Uh, I also sometimes make my own frozen veg. So if I've got you know, a lot of things in the garden, like when I have a lot of chard, I'll cook it up because it squishes down into hardly anything. And then I've got my own frozen veg. And I did that during you know, lockdown with COVID because you couldn't get them at the supermarket because everyone's buying them up. So that's a good trick. And I actually have a recipe on stone soup. So if you Google stone soup and go to my blog, and then I think it's called Home Preserved. I'll put a link in the show notes, but um, yeah, like it just gives you instructions on how to make your own frozen veg, homemade frozen veg it might be called. So frozen veg, definitely have to get exploring there. And then what else? I love eggs. You know, they keep for well past their use-by date, and I'm not sure why they're so conservative on egg cartons, but they'll keep for months in the in the fridge. So definitely always have eggs. I also have chickens, so I've always got eggs. Uh, it's a beautiful thing. Uh, cheese and yogurt, so your hard cheeses like parmesan, feta, uh, even like goat's cheese, like soft goat's cheese, when it's in a cryovac pack, like that will have keep for like six months or so. Uh, Halloumi is another cheese I love. Uh, anything that's packed up like that can be even like ricotta and cottage cheese. Like they can have at least a month uh, of use by date on them, so they can be pretty versatile as well. Then things like you know smoked fish or preserved meats, so ham. You know any meat that's cryovacked like can last for at least a few weeks, if not longer. Salamis, prosciutto, those types of things. I also really love canned fish. That's a huge part of my diet. So canned salmon, canned tuna, canned mackerel, um, sardines, like so many options there. And then, of course, we've got like your meat and fish. Like they all keep really well in the freezer. So, you know, chicken, beef, lamb, all those things, fish, fresh fish. I often buy extra and freeze some for, for later and that works really well. Uh Longer life vegetables is another thing that's a favorite plan B ingredient. So things like cabbage, fennel, celeriac, like which sells on a celery root, cauliflower. It's it's borderline. You can you can usually get a cauliflower to last for a few weeks, uh, definitely a few weeks, and sometimes a month. Things like sweet potato. Uh, then, you know, you can get things like lemons, limes, carrots. And I'd, I'd just say one thing with longer life vegetables, keeping them in the fridge, the best thing to do is I keep them in plastic bags in the fridge because that just prevents them from drying out. And you'll find if you put a cabbage in the fridge uncovered and put another one next to it that's covered, the uncovered one will only last for a week or so, whereas the covered one will last. Literally, I've got a fruit cabbage in the fridge now that I bought not last time I went to the farmer's market, but the time before. And I usually go every three weeks. And so it's at least five weeks old and it's still completely fine. Another thing to think about is that whole vegetables will keep longer than than cut vegetables. But if you find your vegetables, like, like if your cabbage isn't lasting that long, like look at where you're buying it from because who you get it from makes a big difference. And so how fresh it is when you buy it, of course, make, makes a difference to how long it's going to last once you get it home. And I find that the, the organic veg that I get from the farmer's market lasts way longer than the stuff that I get. I very rarely buy veg from the supermarket. So, the, but even the stuff that I get from the, the vegetable shop, the, the organic stuff from the farmer's market out performs and it's a fraction of the price as well so it's definitely worth that habit and then finally in terms of uh, plan b ingredients 
there's like all the pantry things that you have to make things more delicious. So olives, sun-dried tomatoes in a jar, uh, your grilled veggies in a jar. I found a really great source of grilled peppers at my local IGA. I'm loving those at the moment. Or you can get you know grilled eggplant, capers, olive oils, of course, vinegars, tahini, seeds, nuts. I always have like millions of different nuts in the pantry and all the seeds as well. Uh, jars of pesto, uh, canned legumes, which probably wasn't something that I was eating a lot of. Uh, but now that I have children that I'm feeding who love their carbs, I'm finding that chickpeas and beans are a nice way to get them eating more things that are that, that have that carby feel, but don't feel so much like vegetables, but are nutritionally closer to vegetables. So um, yeah, my favorites are, are definitely chickpeas and white beans. And then I've recently been baking brownies with black beans, which the boys love, and that's got me very excited. Uh, and you can also get canned lentils as well. I usually keep dried lentils because they, they cook pretty pretty quickly, but I wouldn't consider them a plan B ingredient because it takes about 20 minutes to cook the lentils. And then, of course, you've got spices and sauces, so soy sauce, you know, hot sauce. We always have a multitude of hot sauces. My Irishman loves them. You know, we always have Tabasco and Sriracha and then whatever other exotic hot sauces he's bought and things like miso paste. And that's, you know, all those things. There's so many meal options you can have there for all from ingredients that were going to last and last. So that brings us to our key takeaway for today. So, you know, do you currently have any plan B meals? If you do, you know, are you really happy with the nutritional aspects of those? Like, do you really want it to be rice and pasta? Because that's what most people's go-tos are, which as you remember, you know, during the beginning of COVID, that's what sold out in the in the supermarket. The fresh produce was all there, but people were stocking up on rice and pasta because of the, that was their go-to. Too. So is it time for you to maybe come up with like one or two new go-to meals that aren't rice and pasta based? And yeah, so just what's one meal that you you want to always have the ingredients for? It can be a fun project to experiment with. And if you'd like some help with this, I'm actually running a challenge with my uh, Simple Meal Plans members this week where we're actually doing a Plan B challenge where I've given them a list of you know really simple recipes using these Plan B ingredients and so that they can play around and come up with their own ideas. So if you'd like to join us, you're totally in the challenge, you're totally welcome to. And you can either join now where it's live or if you're listening to this in the future, uh, that challenge will always be available on the Simple Meal Plans website, which is amazing value and you should totally join. So it's just $20 per month, no commitment. So you could just join for a month and you get access to my whole life's worth. So it's like insane value. And it really gives you like, there's of course all my recipes, six ingredient recipes, but it gives you this like simple process to follow to help you build healthy habits. So eating well becomes automatic and fun. So that's it for today. Hope I see you in Simple Meal Plans. But if not, I hope you have fun, like just coming up with this idea of like what plan B meals could you start implementing in your life? And I will catch you next week. Bye. Before you go, this is the best part. So if you enjoyed Joyful Eating, subscribe to the podcast. And I'd love to send you a copy of my free cookbook called Six Ingredients, 20 Minutes, Simple Whole Foods for Joyful Weeknight Dinners. It's full of easy recipes so delicious they'll satisfy even the biggest food snob. Just Google Stone Soup and you'll find it.